Okay, welcome to Buckinghamshire Business First Talking Heads. Um, we're really excited today to uh, talk to someone in the Buckinghamshire area um, about some really interesting topics, mostly um, around the subject of continuous improvement. I'm Victoria Brocklesby. I'm part of the Buckinghamshire Business First board um, and got involved reasonably recently in all of that. I've been there for almost a year um, and thoroughly enjoy the opportunity and experience to be a little bit more hands-on and involved with BBF. Um, my background is in manufacturing. We uh, design and manufacture aluminium doors and windows. Um, the company that I'm part of is Origin. We started it 21 years ago. Uh, my cousin Neil and I um, got together and we really threw ourselves into something that we didn't know a great deal about. But over the last 21 years, we have learned a lot. And part of that process has been due to the continuous improvement and learning from our mistakes. I'm really excited today to welcome Chris from Bradbury Tracks. And he's going to talk to us a little bit about what he does, um, what his background is, and how continuous improvement has helped him and his business develop and how that could help others um, in the manufacturing, or not even just manufacturing area, but all over different types of businesses. So welcome, Chris. It's really lovely to have you. Thank you very much. And that's very true. We just said, actually, it's really lean and continuous improvement has always been manufacturing. It's always been seen as manufacturing, where now we are, you know, branching out that lean man manufacturing to just lean across all industries, which is quite interesting. Yeah, it's, it's really important, isn't it, for us to remember that it isn't just, I think manufacturing is nice tangible subject to really work with continuous mm. improvement because you can record all that great data but, yeah you know that mentality of continuous improvement is quite difficult isn't it how, how do you keep the discipline up within what you do and what are some of the techniques that you've used within your area well I think um I mean the the, the way we sort of treat it is very bottom up it's got to be embraced by the people uh right at the very bottom of the organization all the way up um to encourage it sort of yeah, there's a few things we we sort of try and breed as much as possible trust is one of them um trust and autonomy um to just to leave them to it so they're not micromanaged uh, and it's their process their thing um trying to create a blameless culture as well is very important because of course if you're entrusting someone to improve their process um then it becomes very difficult to do that if you jump on them as soon as they make a mistake um the way we do it um and i know you're in manufacturer as well victoria so it might be but we do something called two second lean i don't know if you've ever okay. heard of that i, I haven't had two seconds i know a little bit about i know quite a lot about lean but two second lean is a new one so yeah i'd love to hear more about it yeah it's basically what what we actually do in our place it was it was um, created by a guy called paul Akers in america who's got a book about it called Two Second Lean. Um, and what it encourages is that everyone in the business makes one improvement every day that improves their, their process by two seconds. So it's sort of marginal gains every single day, um, which is, is, sounds difficult, but it's, it's the fact that it's very small. And yes. we give people time to do it as well. So every hour of the first hour of our day is three Sing, sweep, sort and standardising your work area. And then 40 minutes of coming up with an improvement. So we're allowing people time. Do you actually build that into your working day? 
Yeah, absolutely. That's a fantastic way of doing it. Um, how do you find that the, your people respond to that and giving them that that time and autonomy to actually go and, and work on those things? Um, it's, it is an intrinsic motivation that you can't believe. It's a pride in their work. Um, there's a video we've got online, um, which is probably one of the proudest moments of my probably uh, my, my leadership um career is 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 one of uh, we had a factory tour and someone came in and asked um, Alberto who's one of our assemblers uh, what lean meant to him and he spoke for about eight minutes about how he had pride in his work autonomy trust he feels part of the process part of the company you think wow okay that's that's something very you know very important um so yeah it's it's a it's a very it's it's a you hand that autonomy and the the process to the person and they can really embrace it and, and, and surprise you you know absolutely and ha- have you had to do much with new people joining the business do you find it's a, a an easy sort of culture to get into or do you have to do a lot of training around that continuous improvement piece and and I suppose allowing them to have autonomy for some people that's quite a scary scary place to be yeah yeah absolutely um yeah it, it's continuous improvement has to be part of well first of all it has to be part of your core values i believe you know if it's it's got to be intrinsic to your to your company um and then you use that to recruit and what we find we do is we try and put people off <laughs> we, we shove our culture down people's throats when they come for interviews so that either they go oh my god this is fantastic I want to be a part of it or, or this is so scary I'm out here so yeah. you you know and both of those it's absolutely fine uh, I think one of the problems with the interviews and the culture of interviewing etc is it tends to be one person saying are you right for this company and the other person going please let me be right for your company where the truth is there's a place for everyone and if it's not the right fit, you shouldn't be taking someone or taking a job. You should be, you know, we've had people say, actually, you know, offered them the job and they said, actually, no, this isn't for me, which is perfect. You know, it's brilliant. That's what you want, don't you? To, to you know, there, There's no point people joining a business and then not fitting in with, with the culture. Totally. Um, and it just wastes everybody's time. So that's a that's a great piece. And I love that sort of analogy of shoving it, shoving the culture down <laughs> someone's Yeah. Way. We, I mean, our our, our uh, job adverts are, are ridiculous. I mean, people read them and go, you know, first of all, they're quirky. We are very quirky. I mean, you know, it. it but the second thing is like, well, who would who would go for that job? It's like exactly. <laughs> a- absolutely, oh, so that's how, a how great find, one. Actually, how do you find lean and 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 sort of the educational piece around it? You know, so um, just to give a little bit of background, just to to listeners here, but my, our manufacturing is of um, bespoke aluminium doors and windows. Um, and you know, we were chatting before this podcast, Chris, and saying the synergy between what we do mm. and obviously the the tracks that you make as well. And we probably come up against a lot of the same um, issues and problems and and problem solving. But we're a little bit like you're saying, the culture of the business is absolutely key to to making sure people accept that process of continuous improvement. Because you mentioned the word blame earlier, and I think mm-hmm. that is such a key part of people recognising this is not about blaming, it's about everyone recognising the opportunity to improve and kind of grabbing onto that and being really enthusiastic about saying okay I've got that wrong or that person got that wrong but that's fine we all make mm. mistakes 
totally human. Totally. But let's grab it and try and think of a way to make sure we don't make that mistake again. Um, yeah. And once you get that in a culture, it's actually so, I don't know what you find, Chris, but we've just found as people join Origin, even if it's not necessarily an environment they've come from before, it, they get swept up in it. And actually it becomes a really um, positive place to be and to work and to own your mistakes and to have the autonomy, but also to take the fear away from making mm. mistakes because it, it's there's no point saying we you know we're not going to make mistakes they do happen um so I, I think that blame culture it's really important to to get that out of the business and I, I think you know going back to what you were saying it, it's uh, the the culture piece and bringing that in right from the beginning is um is incredibly incredibly important H- how do you find blame around around the company do you think that's something that you've you know, work yeah. absolutely. I mean, the uh, the idea uh, what we what we what we teach is it's a system that makes a problem, not the person. You know, right. a person yeah. doesn't come in deliberately to mess something up. They come mm. in to do the best they possibly can within the systems that we provide them. So if there is a system uh, that allows them to make a problem, then we've got to change the system. You know, it's it's so uh, that's I mean, the best example, I mean, a good example for us is part of our continuous improvement was that um, or innovation. This was more than anything is we we used to have a. No, continuous improvement. We, we, we used to have we've got this bending tool. There's a CNC machine. So once the data's in it, mm-hmm. it, it can't go wrong. It will it'll measure it how you how exactly manufacture yeah. exactly how the measurements go in um but we were rekeying from customers measurements so we're checking customers measurements then rekeying them into our machine now mm. that was a system where it allowed the person rekeying it to make a mistake so we then eliminated that process connected the two programs together so it went straight from checking into the machine so there's an example when that man made a mistake and rekeyed it wrong it's not his fault we had a system that allowed him to do that. So we eliminated that part of the, 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 the system and lo and behold, he, that mistake's never made again. So it's- Incredible. And that utilization of technology, presumably you're, are you keeping an eye on all the latest technology that can help you solve some of these problems? I mean, we've got the introduction of artificial intelligence, which you know is already out there and it blows yeah. my mind. But can you give some, and that's, that was one example, but are you using that type of technology and um, innovation anywhere else within the business um, yeah, to, I, to reduce those mistakes? Absolutely. Um, it, it's, 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 it's a lovely process. I mean, innovation in itself is, is, is fantastic. I mean, it's a, mm. and it's different to continuous improvement, of course. Continuous improvement are those small daily steps that sure. improve. So in a linear line, it's a very slow slope where, mm. of course, Moore's law and technology is astronomically yeah. shooting up. And I think innovation is what allows us to try and keep pace with that. It's those step changes that then mm. Mm. gradually and yeah, things like AI and the stuff we're keeping an eye on now is is more innovation. So I mean, our idea really is to take from start to finish. So you have customers measurements or someone professional measuring one of the beautiful origin doors that has been or windows that have been put <laughs> into <laughs> place <laughs> <laughs> and then coming to us. Now we've we've eliminated, we've got the checking process in place. So we check those measurements. We know they're correct. We've got the automation of the manufacturing sort of part of it mm. that's in place there's 
assembly is still done by human hand so there's 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 chances for sort of some sort of automation there but i think eliminating the customer's problem is the most important thing and the problem is the question we always used to got, get asked was what happens if i measure this wrong to which we responded yeah. we check it it's our fault so even if you measure it wrong it's our fault because we've got the ability to check it so if we haven't yeah. checked and said to you this is wrong and actually pinpointed where it's wrong then our fault so it's eliminating that customer thing and i think the future for us will definitely be something on that side a bit of technology ai i don't know what it is what it will you know who knows what it's gonna gonna be but it will be eliminating the customer's problem of measuring the bay window at the very start of the process yeah. to eliminate that fear entirely but that thing that's where ai yeah, can help us and I don't know about you, but there's so many solutions out there that actually often asking the right questions is the hard bit, not necessarily, you know, I, I think there's a solution to all sorts of things, but it can get quite, um, yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's a real uh, sort of sea of opportunity out there, but it's it's difficult to wade through it and find exactly what it is you you need and that will actually help you. Yeah, absolutely. Which is why it's important to sort of focus on your, your growth and be part of a community um, mm. that can actually sort of give you information, support, because there's no way one person can sort of keep on to this. Absolutely. Stuff. And, and, and on that subject, Chris, um, you're obviously part of the Buckinghamshire Business First community. And uh, I, I know that you were um, part of the, of the 2019 finalist and um, winner of the SME Award in um, 2020, which is fantastic. So congratulations. Thank you. Um, can you talk a little bit about how Buckingham Business First and your relationship with them has helped your business and um, how you've worked with BBF um, over the years to, to, to grow and uh, some of the things you've done with them um, that could maybe help others out there who are listening. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I think one of the, I mean, we've been part of the growth program. Uh, we've received grants and all these sorts of things, but I think probably the the one thing that's gone on for, for a few years for me now, and I think it's probably the most important one, is the um, MD masterminding group that they offer, which is MD Engaged, which I think if anyone, I think I first heard about MD masterminding in a, in the book Seven Habits, I think it was of, of effective people. I think that's where yeah. I first heard of it. I thought, well, that sounds interesting. A group of MDs getting together, 10 or 12 MDs discussing their issues and challenges and having 10 minds or 12 minds instead of just one to solve a problem well that sounds interesting and when so when it, the opportunity arose I, I sort of got on board and I must say it's probably been one of the single most um, influential and effective um, uh, growth uh, drivers for our business um, it's been it's been really good. I mean, the morning sessions are normally taken up by um, a speaker. So there's a growth and learning element to it, which, you know, has has, you know, armed me with so much information and, and things that we've done within our business. It, it, uh, that alone is is worth the time. Can uh, you give any examples of, of things you've discussed there that you've gone off and? Um, oh, well, I mean, the, the most recent thing, for example, uh, is we've just been on a, a retreat uh, for two days. So oh, no wonder you like it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to say it's not fun as well. That would be a lie. Definitely. You know, it's fun as well. But it's um, a lot of fun. But it, it we would and the, the sort of the focus was growth and team and people. 
And the idea of a people plan had never occurred to me. We have sections of it and people were at the heart of our business, you know, uh, people before profits, people before profits as far as we're concerned, 100 percent, you know. Um, So having those having a whole two days to be able to think about it. And it, and I never thought of having a people plan. And this this sort of, this concept never, I never met this concept. This concept mm-hmm. never occurred to me. I went, oh my word, that's exactly what we need. You know, we need to get what, so our people know, we know what our people want, what our people need, where they're going, where their growth opportunities are, sort of assign their goals to them as well. And so, you know, so there we go. That's, I've come away with that. With, and that's Incredible. just one. Yeah, that's just one sort of section. There's been sort of uh, um, business um, planning strategy days. So we've, we you know, uh, ways of doing it, uh, systems of doing it, etc. So lots of too many work that innovation. We've had um, continuous improvement uh, lectures. We've had uh, innovation uh, discussions. So it's really good. And then you've got the challenges on the afternoon, of course, as well. Yes. No, it sounds absolutely fantastic and something that many people could could certainly benefit from. And I think, you know, depending on the environment you're working in and, and who you've got supporting you within the business, it can be difficult to kind of switch off from the day to day and move yourself into a Right. What does the next five to 10 years look like for my business, for this business? And that's, you know, to take yourself completely out of what you do day to day is probably a really important thing for you, I, I would expect. Yeah. Um, just to give you that headspace, which which is which is so important. Yeah. Um, with with that, I mean, I'm fascinated by by that group. I think it's a brilliant thing to do. And um, the the people plan that you talked about there, presumably that was something you could integrate into your kind of culture of the continuous improvement piece as well. Um, in terms of working on those goals and disciplines that you want, it, it, was that something that you sort of I don't know integrated together with your current culture? Did that blend quite well? Well, to be honest, I'm still in the process of of doing it, oh. so it's really really early at the stage for me. But it is absolutely it's it's taking that um, continuous improvement. One of our core values is we grow we grow and develop our people, uh, yeah. uh, uh, basically. Um, and I've sometimes struggled to say what does that look like. We have weekly meet uh, we have weekly morning meetings where we we teach the eight wastes, so people are keeping up to date with the lean. Um, sort of side of things we have a growth section in there where we share some learnings you know it could be anything that normally on team building and sort of creating a high performance team or something like that mm-hmm. um, but I also but individually that's like as a group but individually I've often struggled with how can I encourage the people within my um, my teams to see that the opportunities are out there for them you know, and not be locked in like we are, like you mentioned, yeah. you know, yeah. stepping out of the business for a day gives you such great time to think and a, a, a clarity. You know, things come to you, you go, oh, my God, why have I, why have I not been doing this? You know, because mm. uh, you're so into it. But the same for all our team. You know, they're so focused on getting that day stuff out that they working on themselves comes secondary and, yeah. I, and I think where the people plans leading me is is getting a better scope of here's where we are now here's where we want to be here are the people and what do the people need specifically to grow to there you know so it's, it's it works very nicely yeah fantastic Chris just um you know Buckinghamshire is uh, an entrepreneur entrepreneur 
entrepreneurial gosh i can't even that's easy for you to say (laughs) (laughs) entrepreneurial hub um for the uk we've got lots of entrepreneurs here lots of small businesses lots of micro businesses manufacturing is um is a key industry in this county too but um for you in terms of working as a family business um the challenges and opportunities I, i think it's always a really interesting subject i'm in a family business albeit we've got nearly 400 people here now but the core of it is family and actually for us i think it's 70 percent of our business uh, one person is related to another person within origin which i find fascinating well but i know you guys are in that family business area too how do you find the challenges um of working within that and what opportunities are there of working with family and in that sort of close-knit community yeah absolutely it's it's I think it's really interesting I think one day I will write a book on this I'm sure Mm. I will when I when when I'm because I think I've met so many people that are, are part of family businesses and they are so different um you know, we, we for example, are different because you work with your cousin where mine is more of a succession father to son uh, yes. uh, business, which is which takes on a different dynamic. Um, the opportunities, I think, is there's definitely a shared goal. Mm. It's, you know, we, mm. we work very hard to get a whole team involved in the, the shared goal of the business and organisation. And but when you're going in, whether it be a cousin, a brother or a father, straight away, you're on the same page. Literally from day one, it's like, yes, this is what we want to do, whether it's been created like together. Oh, hi to, you know, this is a good idea. Why don't we do this? Or whether it's a succession, whereas you've gone, actually, Dad, that sounds great. I'll come and help you with that. You know, it's you're straight away. You're on that page. So that's definitely a sort of one of the opportunities and, and benefits uh, of it. Um, the other thing I thought as well is, is split responsibilities. Mm-hmm. You know, you can I remember a time in in, in our in our uh, business life um uh, relatively early on i think in in my sort of business life where we had no one in the factory manufacturing and assembling um uh, goods we were very small at that time we only had two people and both um uh, left to uh, focus on other opportunities at the same time so i shifted to that manufacturing floor and it was very, you know, it's that ability to say, this is your responsibility. Yeah, this is your responsibility and have trust to go. Yeah, there you go. Over, over yeah. to you. So I think that's another thing I think is, yeah, is a good chat. What do you find as, you know, because you obviously, obviously you're slightly different. You've got, you work with your cousin, of course. So you're, I work with my cousin, you. but actually um, we were very fortunate that our, our fathers actually guaranteed the loan for us when we started the business. So don't you worry, they're there still. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I completely get the uh, the, the sort of um, parent-child relationship in all of this as well. But uh, we're yeah. very fortunate to have my father and my uncle um, who are both directors of Origin. And it would be crazy for us not to draw on their experience, mm. life experience, business experience. Um, we're fortunate, it sounds very similar to you, that we get on and we have very similar values. We don't always agree on everything, but I think if you're core values are, the, are very uh, mm. very much the same um we we can always um find a compromise um, when needed but i think there's lots of benefits i think that trust element that you talked about right at the beginning of this um chris is something that almost you take for granted within family we all trust each other whatever decision we make even if it's not necessarily the one 
um, that you know I would make or Neil would make, but we trust that the intention is always correct and that everyone's doing it for the right reasons. So um, yeah, I, I, it's nice to hear that you've had a good experience with that that family piece and uh, hopefully encouraged others to do the same. Yeah, very much so. Great. Very much so. And, and you're right. The the wisdom is is such it shouldn't be underestimated. You know, it, on the shoulders of giants do we stand? You know, it's Absolutely. the lessons that I haven't had to learn the hard way because someone yeah. had done it before. Yes. You know, is 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 very Definitely. handy. Definitely. <laughs> Chris, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you today. Have you got any any final words that you'd like to say before we finish up? Oh, anything that, uh, that, that, that you would like to say to others out there who are thinking of being part of BBF or getting a little bit more involved? Um... Yeah, I mean, when it comes to being part of BBF, I think it's it's I, I actually live in St. Albans and Hertfordshire mm. do not does not have a, a BBF. And it's something that my my uh, friends and my fellow MDs in, in my local area, you know, when I talk about it, they go, why don't we not have something like this? We're a central place where we can go and get such a wealth of knowledge, information and support um, all in one place. Uh, and that's that that's not to be underestimated you know there's it's out there but you've got to go a million different places to get it it's, so you know i think it's it's it we are very privileged to have yes. businesses in buckinghamshire that that have such a such a great organization um so yeah that that would that would be what i would say ah <laughs> oh, it's lovely well it's been a real pleasure to talk to you and thank you so much for taking the thank time you. to come and do this podcast today and uh, I'd love to see you down at Origin again. If it's been a while, we'll, we'll have to organise that. You should come and see our little factory I'd as well. Love to come, Speak to I'd the people. I'd love to come and see you. We'll get that organised. That would be fantastic. Cool. Thank you. <laughs> Great. All Thanks, right. Victoria. Thank you, Chris. Thank you. Pleasure to speak to you. Bye-bye.